KYW Original Podcasts. The Coronavirus Pandemic from KYW In-Depth. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf on Monday, March 23rd. Most of us have not experienced a disruption in daily life of this type ever before. Our Commonwealth has not experienced a disruption of this magnitude in its supply chain since at least the Civil War. We will not come out of this unscathed. But if we work together, we can prevent more damage to our economy, more damage to our people and to our way of life. The point is, before we can recover, we must survive. If you live in Bucks County, Montgomery County, Chester County, or Delco, Governor Wolf says stay at home. Jim Mellor covers the suburbs for KOW News Radio. Thanks for making time, Jim. Yeah, of course. Jim, tell me about this stay-at-home order. What does this mean? For people who are taking this seriously and, and have been from the start, really, it uh, doesn't change anything. But if, if you haven't been taking it seriously, then then it could apply to you. So the stay-at-home order, order applies to the, the four Philadelphia uh, collar counties. And, and people can still still go to the grocery store. You can still go to the pharmacy. Uh, you can go to the doctor. You can take your, your pet to the veterinarian if there's a problem. You can even go to another uh, to care for a family member in another household. Go outside for a walk and run as long as you follow those social distancing guidelines, staying six feet apart. Uh, but what the governor wants everybody to do in these counties is before you leave the house, think to yourself, is this trip essential? And Tom, the quote that, that that I took from his press conference as the most appropriate, I think, is stay at home unless someone's life depends on going out, because ultimately someone's life does depend on you staying home. And Tom, he says this is this is all an effort to, you know, we, we talk so much about flatten the curve. Uh, and, and as he said today, it, it's it's an effort to buy time, not only to protect uh, the healthcare system from getting overwhelmed, but also to buy time for for it to ramp up to where it needs to be, uh, to have the beds, to have the equipment, to have all the things, and not just the, you know the the protective equipment we've been talking about for testing, but the things like ventilators and those kind of things uh, that we're going to need when when we get into the thick of this. Jim, what's the difference between a stay at home order? and the shelter-in-place orders that we've seen governors of other states issue? Well, the shelter-in-place is, is a lot more – it's a lot more urgent, I guess, is the best way to put it. Uh, it it's what you saw in Philadelphia after the, uh, the the refinery explosion. So this isn't as drastic. They want people to realize that, that this is a shared responsibility among all of us in the communities affected and, and the counties uh, that fall under this. And if we do what we're supposed to do now, or what he's asking us to do of staying home unless you need to go get food, unless you need to go to the pharmacy and you know those things that, 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 that he listed, the, the essential uh, travel, other than that, if we do that, then hopefully we don't need to take the more drastic step of the shelter in place. How is the stay-at-home order going to be enforced? Does it is it different depending on what county you're in? Yeah, well, well, two different things, and and start with the 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 order that we just got this this uh, stay-at-home order. Uh, the governor was asked specifically about you know enforcement of this, and and he said they do have the ability to issue citations, but they don't want to get there right now. He just hopes that people 
follow these instructions. People do stay at home, uh, realizing that if they don't, they're putting other people in, in danger. So they hope he hopes that they don't have to get to the point where they're 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 citing people. The other part that's been in effect is the the essential businesses and non-essential businesses, and those non-essential businesses closing, uh, and 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 that's where where there are citations. I, the, the most obvious one are are bars and restaurants. While they can do takeout. They can't do sit-down service. They can't have people coming in and sitting at the bar and having a couple beers. The liquor control board, uh, they can actually cite uh, any bars that were to violate that. And today, for example, we heard uh, at, at the Montgomery County briefing from District Attorney Kevin Steele, uh, who says that uh, if there are any businesses who are considering staying open, municipal police are responsible for this along with state police. And he says here in Montgomery County, municipal police are ready to enforce it. Uh, for example, you can create, you can, you could, uh, business could face a $300 fine, uh, and then it could go up from there. Um, but he says, you know, police departments are still doing the things that they always normally do. They're still handling 911 calls. They're still patrolling. Uh, and so while they are willing to do this, they would rather not. So again, hoping that you know, people listen and do the right things that business owners who fall in those non-essential categories do the right thing and close. Uh, and that then people also, uh, everyone in these counties affected today or announced today, uh, with this, these stay at home orders understand that it's the right thing to stay at home, to protect your neighbors, to protect your loved ones. And they don't have to get to the point of, of issuing citations. Do you think you can generalize and say that people are taking this seriously? I I'm just looking outside and, you know, no matter where you are, it's a ghost town. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people are, but I've also heard stories of people driving through town, you know, and seeing seeing the local park, kids playing on the slides and on the swings. And and it's, you know, if the kids aren't going to school, if, if we're not sending our kids to school, then what's the point of having them out on a place at all playing with each other? I mean, we might as well just send them to school, right? I, I think the challenge, and, and fortunately I'm not in the situation, I have, a, I have you know, younger kids uh, who who kind of understand they don't really understand why, but they know that they can't, you know, go in their friends' homes and they have to stay away. They, they can ride their bikes and do things like that. I think it would be really hard uh, for teenagers right now, you know, who are dating and, and, you know, the social life of a teenager to try to put that on hold. It's got to be really difficult. And for seniors. I mean, it's just heartbreaking for seniors to think losing, you know, the prom and potentially, you know, it hasn't happened yet, but, but we're getting close, you know, graduation and all those things that come, you know, with, with being a senior. Schools in Pennsylvania are, are closed still with no real time frame, though you know, I don't think anyone is expecting that they're going to open up uh, before the summer vacation would have happened. Um, do we have any more clarity on that from the governor? Uh, yeah, he did say he extended the, the current closure. So now we're looking at, at through April 6th, and, and nobody will speculate on this because nobody wants to say – you know, one way or the other, but but I I think you're right with that. I think it it likely will be uh, longer than that. But for now, officially, uh, all schools in Pennsylvania do remain closed uh, through April 6th. Part of the other announcement the governor uh, made today, Jim. We haven't checked in on the podcast at least on on numbers in the suburbs for a bit. Do you have how many cases we have right now um, as of as of Monday afternoon, March 23rd? The the one in the, that we were paying attention to most in the uh, in the suburbs is is Montgomery County because you know that's where you're looking at now 136 cases. You had the first uh, coronavirus related death in the county uh, over the weekend, a 72 year old Abington man. 
So, so Montgomery County, you know, with with 136 is is the most in the suburbs. Delaware County, uh, as of this recording, has announced 64 positive cases. Chester County, 30 positive cases. Bucks County, uh, 41 positive cases. And and fortunately, so far, uh, just the one death to report uh, here in Montgomery County, Delaware County, Chester County, and Bucks County, uh, each do not uh, have any deaths reported at this point. Jim, as the number of cases in the Philly suburbs have grown, has the strategy in in dealing with COVID-19 here changed at all in any meaningful ways? Well, a, a couple of things have, have changed drastically. Um, and, and the first is in Montgomery County, as the, the cases started to climb, they stopped doing the contact tracing, which was uh, you know, every time somebody tested positive, they would talk to that person and find out, you know, where they'd been, who they'd talk to uh, with the goal of trying to warn people and, and trying to contain it that way. Uh, but eventually uh, you started to have cases that popped up where people didn't know where they got it. The so-called community spread where you just got it throughout your normal activities, uh, maybe touched a surface that someone else had infected. Uh, so they've stopped doing the contact tracing. Um and, and, and the testing, and this isn't just here, this is nationwide, it's, it's just so hard to get a test now. And, and the labs that do it and, and the turnaround time, uh, talking with uh, Montgomery County Commissioner Val Arkush today, it can take four to six days to get the result of a test back. So you kind of, at this point, it, it, if you don't have an underlying health issue uh, that, that's a concern that puts you in a vulnerable uh, population, uh, such as, you know, if immunosuppressed or any immune deficiencies or, you know, elderly population, those kind of things. If you didn't fall in those categories and your symptoms are minor, really getting tested isn't going to change anything because there's no treatment for coronavirus. It's just basically ride it out. They can give you fever reducers and things like that, but there's no, nothing's going to make the virus go away. So, so really getting tested at this point for a lot of people doesn't really change anything. So they just say, the guideline now is seven days. Day zero is the day that you got infected. Seven days, you have to self-isolate for seven days. And also, and it can be part of those seven days, no fever for 72 hours. Uh, and, and so, you know, that can, that can be part of those seven days, but you need no fever and not taking fever-reducing medicine for three days, basically, for three entire days, for 72 hours uh, before you can, can go back out. Uh, and... You know, now obviously testing for anyone who, you know, first responders, healthcare workers, or even people who work in grocery stores or uh, pharmacies or along the supply chains, it's important for them to get tested. And that's kind of what they want to save the tests for at this point. They want to make sure that those people can stay in play, that those people can keep doing their jobs. And we're, we're seeing all kinds of notes now of, of you know, somebody who works here or somebody who works there, somebody involved with this organization. I mean, there's 136 cases in Montgomery County. So you're seeing a lot of those pop up now. And people who are exposed to them who still have to do their jobs, especially first responders, police, uh, those kind of jobs, they want to be able to test them to get them back in play as quickly as possible. Do officials have any idea why Montgomery County is sort of the the epicenter of, of this area? You know, that's a great question. And there are some theories. I don't know, you know, in, until until we get the big picture. I don't know that anyone will be able to answer that. But they have shown a graphic a few times uh, in Montgomery County. And while they don't say what the specific cases are, there are a couple of cases that were kind of high profile when they happened. For example, a, a doctor at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia in King of Prussia 
who saw 24 patients and had contact with 17 staff members. And when you see this graphic, uh, you know, it's on our website and, and I've tweeted it. When you see the graphic of, of how many people he had contact with and then how many of those people became positive and then how, many, how much contact those people had, you know, it, it makes you understand why we use the word viral, right? I mean, that's like something going viral. You see why when you see that model. And, and that's exactly what's happened here. Uh, in Montgomery County. Uh, the the one question that I haven't gotten an answer to, and I don't think anyone knows, is specifically uh, Lower Marion, where there are, are now over 30 cases in Lower Marion, and no one really knows. There's a couple things that could be, you know, this has been more of a travel disease, so maybe people in Lower Marion had the means to travel more than other places. Uh, it could be that in Lower Marion, there's more access to health care, so maybe people, you know, were able to get tested and and so the, the, those those tests were came back quicker uh, than, than other places, or, or you know just the, the awareness was there more, or just maybe that that you know there there was more contact with people who had it. So it's interesting to see these pockets, and and no one really knows yet what the answer is for that uh, about that. Uh, but it does go go back to what we're talking about to, to the order from the governor, uh, to what Montgomery County officials have said, and 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 every suburban county basically has, has said something similar. I keep talking about Montgomery County because that's been my focus because the numbers are so high here. Um, but that that staying home, you know, that that trying to to not go out to to unless you have to, uh, just to try to keep that spread down, to try to keep uh, you know to, to flatten that curve so that th- the object here is never going to be to prevent everyone from getting it because people are going to get it. But if we can limit how quickly people get it, then we can, you know, protect the healthcare system from getting overwhelmed. Uh, try to have as many beds as possible for people when they do need them uh, and those kind of things. And Tom, one, one of the other things that we've seen is, you know, we talk so much about how this affects older people. Um, but we have seen people in their, in their forties getting hospitalized. Now we don't know, uh, you know, if they had underlying medical conditions, you know, whether they have asthma was or something else going on, we, we don't know that. But it's not just, you know, 70-year-olds and 80-year-olds who are getting hospitalized. There are uh, 40-year-olds uh, who have been hospitalized, and, and, and we're seeing recovery. Now, Montgomery County does not have numbers on people who were hospitalized and who have since been released. But we do know, just anecdotally talking to people, uh, and seeing you know social media posts and those kind of things that there are people who who are getting better so so if you get on a ventilator in many cases you you can recover you know this isn't like something where like a lot of times you hear a ventilator and that's kind of an end of life thing but in this case a ventilator seems to get you to the point where the virus can run its course and you can recover what what you said about the doctor I can't help but but think, you know, if if you take like virus versus humans, I can't help but think about what an unfair advantage the virus has. It takes four four to five days to get your test back and even more days for you to present symptoms. There could be thousands of people infected before you have an idea about one of them. And that's been the challenge with this because A, the good thing and bad thing about this is that for many people, the symptoms are minor. For a lot of people, you can carry it, and 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 Commissioner Arcos was even talking about this today, that that you can you can be a carrier, you can have the virus and not even know that you have it, and that's the challenge with this, you know, uh, where where you get, you know, Ebola or something that that's a much more you know significant illness that comes along with the virus. When you get it, you know you got it, and you're not going anywhere. Uh, but this, 
You know, for a lot of people, it's a cough. People can still be up, still be moving around. And so many of us, and especially when you're talking about police officers, first responders, healthcare workers, like they're programmed to go to work when they have a, a cold. You know, there, there aren't too many cops I know, and I've been dealing with cops for a long time in my job. There aren't too many cops I know who will say, oh, I got a little cough, I'm going to stay home today. And, and that's, you know, not to say that they don't take this seriously, but it's kind of, I guess, not just police or first responders, but kind of American culture of y- you just you fight through a little cough. And that's one of the problems here, and that's why it spreads. And for, for you know, they, that, that number they keep throwing out, 80% of us will have minor symptoms. But it's that that 5% that's really going to have major issues that we need to spread this out, that we need to flatten the curve, um, that, that we need to, to stay home. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. That's why the governor's issuing the order he issued. Uh, Montgomery County says not only do they endorse uh, what the governor said, uh, they encouraged him to do it because it's so important to, as a community, uh, have the awareness that if we don't do – if we don't take these steps – you know, if, if you don't stay inside, there's a chance that you could significantly harm your neighbor or a loved one. And and so that's why these things are in effect. Jim Melrick covers the suburbs for KOW News Radio. Jim, thanks so much for coming back on KOW in depth. Absolutely. Anytime, Tom. That's it for this episode of KOW In-Depth Coronavirus. I'm Tom Rickert, and we'll be back with another episode soon. Right, I am recording. <laughs> is Jim? Is that your coworker? That is my that is my coworker, my uh, my trusty sidekick here, who's uh, been at my side most of these days. <laughs> Everybody needs one. Yeah. <laughs>